Hello, shiny, happy people. It is us back with another VA retrospective. Psych, we're still doing Trios Horror retrospective. Woohoo! Standing tall on the wings of my dreams, rise and fall on the wings of my dreams. Through rain and thunder, hail and haze, I bound for better days. It's my life and my dreams, nothing's gonna stop me now. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, It's it's it, we're finally getting to Keeping It Kodos, which is my favorite opening of all time, and by far the happiest I will be doing one of these. I love Keeping It Kodos. Um, I, we're talking Treehouse 15, by the way. Keeping It Kodos! It is such a good opening. Oh, I love Keeping It Kodos. It's so good. So let's just hop right in. Cool, cool. My name is Traptor Crabsworth, and I simp for Keeping It Kodo, starring Kang. Uh, it is one of the greatest sitcoms you will ever see. Um, but it's so balls off the walls nuts. Oh, yeah. Um, so you got the cheesy 1980s sitcom vibe that both Dan Castellaneta and Harry Shearer are just awesome at pulling off. <clears throat> You've got the... You've got the Simpsons. You got like random one-liners. Like, am I the only one here that's in searing pain? You're the only one that won't shut up about it. I wow, love that. octopuses. I've died. Um, and just the the whole time, the whole time, just reeks of detail. Um, I love the idea that they disemboweled Lisa's clothes. Um. You know, and that, you know, you've got the Homer muzzle, you've got Bart slingshot, whatever. But the boss alien decided to eat Bart whole, close it all. Yep. What a delicious meal. I feel like I'm about to burst. After a meal like that, I think I need to get started on your hypergalactic promotions. Hypergalactic! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, um... And then Bart coming out, cool, I vomit. Wait a minute, I don't have a family anymore. You do now, son. You do now. And it goes right into uh, the perfect strangers theme, which is just a win. Oh, keep it in Kodos. I cannot do it justice. It, it is a minute and a half of pure bliss. It is deceptively dark. It's funny as hell if you're in the right mood. I, I like I put it on the same ranking system as a segment. It's so good, and it, it's it's damn good. I, I'm very excited for keeping it Kodos. It is really well done, oh. and it and it's packed. Like you said, oh, like God, yeah. There is no wasted time. There is no wasted frame. Everything needs to be there, and it is there. And the yep. pacing. Oh my God, they do all. Yeah. Sorry, they do a whole 80 sitcom in a minute and a half. Yep. And they hit everything. It's so good. Also, the uh, what is it? The the audience applause and the laugh. Yeah. That's a great ad. Yeah. That was great ad. Uh yeah. I it's just it's perfect. It, it is perfect. I love keeping it kodos. I love keeping it kodos. Um and, and it's it's funny because as soon as you hear the uh, Harry Shears opening for Keeping It Kodos, I actually forgot where Keeping It Kodos was. 
before I went back and started watching things for these retrospectives. As soon as I hear Keep It a Kodos, I'm like, oh shit, it's this. Oh I, shit. I love that it's Keep It a Kodos starring Kang. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, if you're going to have Kang and Kodos in a trios before and you're not going to use them in your own segment, this is how to use them. They're fantastic. They're fantastic here. Oh, it's it's great. It's it's fabulous. Uh should we move on to the next one? Move on to the Ned Zone? Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit of a step down from keeping it Kodos, but just a bit. Um a just quick rundown. Um it's parody of the Dead Zone. Yeah. Uh, which is utterly ridiculous and horrifying. It's it's uh, a brilliant melodramatic horror movie. <laughs> Yeah. Psychological thriller type horror movie. Um, but yeah, you have to realize it, it is melodramatic. So big time. Um, basically, the plot is Ned has a near death experience, which we'll explain later. Um, and suddenly when he touches people, he can see the time of their death. Uh, he realizes that he is going to kill Homer and he doesn't want to. And he changes fate and then realizes that Homer is going to blow up the town and has to stop him which then leads to him shooting Homer anyway. So self-fulfilling prophecy. Anyway, about the segment. This is oh, going to sound... Me. Sorry, I was going to... I was actually going to touch on that. I'm so sorry. I actually really like that running gag. I'm a simple person. I enjoy the running gag of the Frisbee. I, d I don't like when Hibbert got it. I like it every other time. But I'm, I'm like, it's it's so stupid. It is. It's so, <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it works. It, it, it works. Um, Homer, what are you doing with that bowling ball? Trying to get my frisbee off the roof. <laughs> Why? Why? And the frisbee keeps coming back. <laughs> and I just think oh, it's so my God. funny. Oh, man. Um, and then it turns out that, like, getting hit in the head and almost dying wasn't the near-death experience for no, Ned. No, it was that he had a brain hemorrhage. Homer saved his life. Yeah, by nearly uh, killing him, which is, yeah. you know, that's their friendship, really. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, Can we talk about Harry Shearer's performance as Ned? Here, because it, 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 oh, it's so grippingly haunting. Um, just and the animation really uh, leads to it too um, you know in, in two different ways um, so I love how Ned's foreseeing isn't perfect even if it's only like in the sounds that Hibbert made during the time of his death and the slight bounciness in Hibbert's flashback animation and Mole Man's decapitation not being perfect I think it's a nice touch. He's a he's allowed to see how they're going to die, but not frame by frame how they're going to die. Yeah, like see the death, not yeah. how it's happening. Type yeah, thing. yeah, I, I love that. Um, Harry Shearer's line read of the line, because um, I had a vision of myself shooting your father when he's immediately his plan is to move away. Um, so further to that, Ned's animations after Homer's premonitions both times are hilarious and traumatizing because you know the the first time Ned is like 
genuinely shot, but he's right there. Homer's wondering how he's going to die. And, uh, oh, like, and you can see, you can see Ned's, you can see the wheels turning. And especially since I had to sit through the Scully years to be able to, <laughs> to be able to see, to be able to see the wheels turning in animation is so freaking good. And, um, you know, when Ned saves Homer's life the first time, because <laughs> um, can I say I love the POV on that? Oh, I love the POV animation on that one. Hey, Ch- hey Chief, can I get your piece? Yeah, sure, Sanderson. <laughs> yeah, it was just like this. Is go this ahead, is shoot great. me. Oh, um, what was it? Ned has a line where he talks about gods, and then he changes it. Oh, one yeah. god, huh. there's only one. <laughs> yeah, I mean God. Oh my god. Oh god. Um let me see here. H- Homer, don't go into work today. Well, I would, but it's Ollie's birthday today. We're having ice cream cake. But you'll kill us all! What ice cream cake? I and mean, it's Lenny's ice cream cake. <laughs> yeah. Like I the way he says it, I was just like, maybe it's because I've worked in an office too long. But I was just like, I mean, yeah, you can't miss the ice cream cake. Like, you can miss anybody else's birthday. But like, I'm like, oh, Lenny's the person who, you know, has the good birthday celebration at work. Like, that's that's the celebration you don't miss. Uh, Just like when uh, we had a coworker who would uh, make, was it strawberry angel food cake? Yes. You didn't miss work when that was happening. No, no, you didn't. You didn't miss Dude. work. So that was a vibe I was getting. I was like, oh, you don't miss work when that's happening. Lenny's no. ice cream cake. You don't miss work. But I- ice cream cake. Um, Yeah, well, you know, got to take the bitter with the sweet, I guess, is what I wrote for that. Yeah. Uh, um. So I've got a question for you. And just just hear me out on this. Is most of Homer's difficulty at work due to a faulty short in the microphone? It could be. Be, like, it would explain so much. Yeah, because, like, what, like, in light of everything I know about Homer's shortcomings, apart from the laziness, which is just Homer, this explains everything. Yeah, it explains everything, and it explains why Burns keeps him around because it's not his fault, and he would rather not be called out on the faulty bike. Which yeah. is yeah, <laughs> it, it makes, everything makes sense. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it makes so much sense. Um, also shout out to Homer falling over in Ned's rage. Oh my god, that just was fall so over. Long. Yeah, that was, fall backwards. Yeah. Oh, and then the tongue. Yeah. Ah, oh, you stupid son of a! I'm like, Boom. I I lo- I love that. We got to see a bit of that uh, season eight insane asylum that I miss that dad. That dad needs to come out more often. Um, That was a fun Ned. Uh, Can I give a shout out to I bet you blew up the town to cleaning the garage. (laughs) Yes. Again, one liners all the way with her. Oh, God. The master of the one liner right there. What's what's even better is the garage made it into heaven, too. I know. It has little wings. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> jokes on you. The garage made it to heaven too. Yeah. Like, this um, is great. The one complaint I have is the line "Everything's coming up, Homer." Um, only Millhouse is allowed to say that line. Oh yeah. I I, I actually said this brings it down. This brings the segment down from a nine point five to a nine, just because only Millhouse is allowed to say that line. I'll give you that one. Yeah. I'll give you that. So yeah, it's a but honestly, it's a nine out of ten. It's great. The animation is a huge step up, uh, particularly <laughs> particularly during the flashback scenes. It is uh, it is absolutely wonderful. Um, um, are you ready to move to the next one? Yeah, I'm ready. If you are, uh, okay. Like, so, do you have anything for- else to say about the dead zone? Which is no, weird. you. You hit on all of them. It was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah also, I sorry, my own personal bias. I do enjoy the the melodrama of the dead zone. So I appreciated that we kept that melodrama ridiculousness in the dead zone and just yeah. but dialed it to eleven. Because like it's parody, you've got to. Uh the next one is four beheadings and a funeral. Um, it's basically a take on Jack the Ripper. Um yeah. and then there's like the twist ending where it turns out it wasn't Homer's character. It was the police chief. And we and have then there's an even better twist ending. Oh, yeah, there is. And then there's also the uh, um, Sherlock Holmes. So Lisa as yeah. Sherlock Holmes and Bart as the easily amused sidekick. And I was like, I really like this casting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh yeah, it's uh, also when they blame Apu, I was like, oh, poor Apu. And then I realized, oh, God, it's still topical. Oh, yep. man. Oh, man. Uh, especially lock him up till we find someone darker. It's like, yeah, uh, it's it's sad. But yeah, it's it's still topical. Yeah. Uh, and um, then immediately followed it up with um, I feel really sad for the eel that was alive in the eel pie. <laughs> I felt sorry for the poor eel. Okay, so I've got a I've got a question for you, and uh, I want to know why, other than Wiggum, uh, the British accent was optional from a voice direction perspective. So um, I think it's da- I think it's Homer, uh, Marge, Barton, Lisa, all yeah. have them. Yes, I want to know why. Um, Specifically, why is Julie Kavner allowed to have a British accent when it slips from Cockney to American to Aussie in the blink of a hat? I assume I, that was just the point. Yeah, I, I love Julie Kavner, but no, don't do that. Uh, I, ju- I assume that that was just the point. Yeah, I, uh, um, I'm merely a purveyor of disgusting British food. I love that line. I don't know why good line i don't know what to tell um, you so yeah it, it, it is it is such a good line oh sorry immediately after a poo is arrested they arrest uh peter pan yep and i i, I shall <laughs> never grow up in jail you will i freaking loved that i was like oh man this is great I, <laughs> that is hilarious also you know the implication that this is a, a really creepy person abducting children. Yep. 
Like, let, let's be honest. There's a lot implied in just that, like, I think it's like 15 seconds, maybe less. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot implied there, which I'm here for. I'm here also, for that. Also, speaking of which, shout out to, St- to Simon Stulowitz. Having, yes! the least, having the least wooden animation in all of this. But also, I want to say, I'm genuinely curious about the stool. Going to Hollywood to make pictures. To make pictures. I, I was like, I, I I think I need I need a segment on this. I think I need like, you know, a minute and a half yeah. on this plot line right now. Uh, uh, Ralph Wiggum, I can make opios. Yes. Can I just say I actually really loved Mo in the opium den? Yes. I really loved the, like, walking them through the opium den and how Mo is. And then, like, what is it? No throwing the addict? Yep. Uh, it was, oh, man. Ugh. He could have killed this one days ago. The body is bloated and the face is rotten. It was, it was five, five minutes, minutes ago. ago. You twit. <laughs> that was a really good line delivery. Oh, God. It was so... I, I also love the pacing. Like, even yes. on the weaker segments here, the pacing is on fire. Like, yeah. it's really good pacing. You're fitting a lot into the time slot. Oh, oh, okay. So when we get to the twist ending about the, uh, it's the police chief. And then he's like, well, he, why can't you be more like, uh, what's his name? Eddie, he doesn't Eddie. Compl- Eddie. He doesn't complain. That's because you cut out his dung. Yeah. I actually felt that was really lazy voice direction on this one because Eddie had lines earlier on. There was no implication that Wiggum did anything to Eddie at this point. So Eddie, um, Eddie's uh, tongue thing should have been hinted at. Oh, yeah. It could have been played off. It could have been like, that's one of the reasons why I marked this one lower than the other two, because something like that and... um, particularly Kavner slipping when that could have been fixed. It ah. just, it, it's, it, it really comes down to lazy voice direction, not lazy voice delivery, because I think, I think people, I think all of them are on fire this episode, just in general. I think some are on more fire than others. <laughs> Harry sure. <coughs> but they're all really, really good. Um, but the direction is just not there and I don't know why because this isn't really a problem I see in the Simpsons but who who knows (sighs) but I see what you mean about the direction but then this goes back to my point of I'm just here to go on the ride we um (laughs) Speaking of going back on the ride, uh, Ralph Wiggum's uh, opio stream. Yes. This whole thing is Ralph Wiggum's opio stream. Wait! I would, shout I would, out to Steampunk King and Kodos, by the way. Yep. Oh, God. Um, Ralph Wiggum's opio stream. It's normally something I would say lazy, but it's so funny. It's so ridiculous. It's so funny. But it's also <laughs> nice that it circled back to what could have been a throwaway about how this is the only way to get Ralphie to sleep. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so it was a nice circle back as well. It, yeah, it, it's really. I don't know why he'd cast Wiggum as the antagonist, but at the same point, I don't really care. It, it's so funny. Oh, man. I, such a good joke. Should we go to In the Belly of the Bees? Yes, uh, I want to start this off right away with a Vagrant Translator. Thank you, Crazy Cat. Uh, sorry, I want more Crazy Cat Lady. I, oh. I love Crazy Cat Lady. <laughs> I want her more with a Vagrant Translator. Yeah. Like, I actually have it in my notes. Oh, the Vagrant Translator! I, I'm, it, it's so good. Okay. It's so good. Can I just say, I fully believe... Maggie knew what she was doing when she climbed into the pill. <laughs> Why do you say that? I just everything I know about Maggie from like the past up until this point, I'm like, Maggie is very smart, but also very good at playing dumb and innocent. I'll give you that. And I'm like, I fully believe Maggie knew exactly what she was doing. Also, I get to say it because I also believe that Maggie totally purposefully shot Mr. Burns. So it fits. Okay, so what was Maggie's plan this time? I, I'm curious. Oh, to get larger and explode from Mr. Burns's stomach. <laughs> a la Alien. Which fits because in a previous one, she is an alien. Fair enough. So there we go. I'm. That's my my personal canon. You can take it or leave it. Sorry, I forgot to summarize. Um, Professor Fink makes a pill that will give you like the, your best life ever. Uh, Maggie goes into it thinking it's a ball pit. It gets shrunk down. Mr. Burns takes it and the family has to go in and get Maggie out. Um. Okay, so the first thing I want to shout out is the Homer-Mr. Burns interaction when Homer's examining Burns for Maggie. Yep. Um, I I have written down here, Homer must always care about his children, no matter how dumb or stupid or flawed his logic is. Thank you, Al Jean. Um, one shout out to that moment. Oh, wait, this is yours. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> when uh, Frank is uh, diagramming Mr. Burns, ooh, stop, the filth is cutting through me like a knife. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now I, now well, I must insist that you take off your shoes while you get inside and while you're in there, grab as much cancer as you can. I was going to highlight that one, the cancer. Oh, it's so good. Um, I, I, I didn't quote this section, but I really did enjoy the Homer Lisa exchange on science. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quote it. I didn't, I didn't like, cause the whole thing I, I enjoy, like I said, I enjoy those exchanges between Homer and Lisa. And I thought this was a, a real highlight one where they're, <laughs> and then the save me science at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> science ever kissed a woman. <laughs> well, why is my suit so revealing? Marge, that's what turns a mediocre voyage into a fantastic voyage. Where'd you, also, get, that, where'd you also, get that rib? There's a whole rack over there. I only ate two. That's great. Also, I love the fact that um, Marge is in a, a retro, like, suit style thing. Yes. The rest of the marks. 
Yeah, but Marge is. And I, I think it's a, it's a bit of a throwback to the to the 60s sci-fi. Like, yeah. Very big awareness. Um, the, the white, white blood cells white knowing cells are, where to stop. Yeah. White blood cells are attacking my clothes. I don't admit they know when to stop. <laughs> because that's how it was in those movies. It's hilarious to me. Um, um, anyway, go Homer ahead, go being ahead. left behind. Yes. And then he expands and is under Mr. Burns's skin. And I thought that was a nice throwback to when Burns's head was grafted onto Homer. I can see that. Yeah, I thought it was a fun. Also, Dad, uh, Dad I, would I, you like more dessert? No, I think I've had quite enough. I say when we're full. <laughs> oh, I need a mouth hole and some other and holes. Some other holes. Uh, let's see. Bart, we're guessing Mr. Burns. I know. Um, the shriveled cut, heart, uh, too. Yeah. Cut me some slack. A widow. <laughs> uh, and, um,. Harry Shearer and Dan Castellaneta singing I've Got You Under My Skin is a low-key banger. I'm just going to say it. It's yeah. Fun. It's also like it's funny and disturbing in such a good way. I thought it was a good note to to end the episode on. So what did you think of this? Uh, so overall, this gets an 8.3 out of 10 uh, for me. This, this, is, this one's just fun. I think it stands with uh, the classics. I really do. Uh, it was just an enjoyable ride from beginning to end. Uh, my voice actor MVP is Harry Shear. You can't have a segment like the Ned Zone where Harry Shear gets some meat to chew on and not have him as a voice actor MVP. Uh, you know, sh- it, it's just it was so much fun to be able to take this one and um watch through it again because I forgot how good this one was. I genuinely forgot. Um, Because after keeping it Kodos, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, okay, I know nothing about you. You're going in with a blank slate. And most times when I go in with a blank slate to a Treehouse of Horror, it doesn't turn out all that well for the Treehouse of Horror, especially in the later years. So I'm glad we haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) Um. Yeah, it it's a fun one. Like it's it's fun, and yeah. and the pacing is so good. Like I yeah. got, uh, like there's a couple like details that you pointed out that I didn't notice before, but it's it's fun. Like I yeah. I can't argue with it. You know what I mean? It's a good one. Are we ready to go to Treehouse Sixteen? Yes, we are ready to go to Treehouse Sixteen. Um. This might be my bias. Okay. My bias. But the opening with basically all of the boring baseball jokes, and I, I'm assuming it's because there was a game going on and stuff like that, and it was a commentary on that. Yeah. But I enjoyed it because everything Kay and Kodos complained about baseball for, I was like, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes, thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Hey, 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 Administrative Professionals Day. Yeah, shout out to Administrative Professionals Day. Big shout out to that. And I must admit, because I was briefly an administrative professional, it is appreciated just to like have the thank you and everything. So I was like, aw, King and Kodos, being nice to their administrative professional. That's cute. Um, 
I don't know why this got to me. Freaks! 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 I, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, the, it's, it's it's all because of I was like, yes, I would totally alter the fabric of time to get through a baseball game faster. It's, sti- it's still boring. Faster. The fabric of the universe could shatter. Good. Only then can the Cubs finally win. <laughs> Even I got that joke. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not as strong as keeping it Kodos. Oh, it's nowhere near, but no. it's just it's fun. It's a fun one, and like I said, my own personal biases. I was like, I agree with you the whole way, the whole way. Also, the fine. I'll just leave a note. <laughs> I I like I like baseball. I like baseball a fair bit, but it is boring as hell to watch. Unless you're watching the dingers or the strikeouts. Yeah, it's I do appreciate there's a team that um, I can't remember what they're called, but they're kind of the baseball version of the Harlem Globetrotters. And they do when there's pauses, because there's a lot of pauses in baseball. They do epic skits when it's happening. I think like at one point they uh, uh, somebody like quote unquote gave birth on the field at some point and like they'll do epic skits and I was like this is see this is what you need in baseball you need all the teams to do this you need some skits when stuff's like you know lagging this is perfect uh, but you don't get that in baseball so I I fully the commentate as well I, yeah, I, I, I love Harry Shearer's John Miller impersonation it's great yeah all right, are you ready to move along? Yep. Um, so the next one is, so first segment, sorry, is BI, Artificial Intelligence, uh, which is obviously a play on um, that movie from- Artificial Intelligence? Yeah, Artificial Intelligence, thank you, is what it's called. Uh, basically- You're, You remember the dead zone, but not Artificial Intelligence. No, I don't. I That, that movie was entirely a blur to me. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest. Anyway, the plot line is um, Bart does something stupid, which we'll get to. Ends up in a coma. Marge is very upset. They get a robot son. Bart wakes up versus robot. Bart gets left at side of road, meets up with like all of these other robots, steals their parts and goes home for vengeance. So that's (laughs) it in a nutshell. Yeah. I... The opening where Bart uh, is Lisa's reading and her brother's doing something stupid and she's not paying attention, which is exactly what siblings would do. Um, Yeah, but have you seen me do it backwards? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Kadunk. Oh, shit. Uh, Mom, remember how you wish we'd never grow up? I know that was so good. I, I don't give your Lee Smith enough praise for the way that she delivers great lines when she gets them. But it's, this was so funny. It, it was. And, hey, all Bart wanted to do was jump into a pool. As an idiot guy, I can tell you, we've had thoughts of jumping into a pool from our ninth floor apartment window. Yeah. Now, I now uh, shout out to Timber Creek Communities because I never actually got a chance to do that. But if a pool was right there, let me tell you, I'd be jumping. 
There's a, it's like when you see a flatbed truck on the side of the road and the, um, the stuff is down. So you could potentially use it as a ramp. Yep. Like there's an urge. There's an urge to do it. You know, logically it's not going to happen because movie magic, but you want to, you really want to. It's the same urge, I think. Oh yeah. I, I, I actually really liked Homer wanting to confuse the robot. This statement is a, this statement is a lie. But if it's true, how's it a lie? If it's a lie, how is it true? <laughs> oh man! Uh, pun- uh, the robot punches Ned in the balls. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So I I got to go back a little bit before we get to the robot punching Ned in the balls. Um. Marge's bike. Bart, I got you that bike you wanted. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so heartwarmingly sad. It is. It, and it's it's totally what a parent would do out yeah. of desperation. Like it, it's again, it's that that wonderful balance of heartwarming, heartbreaking, humorous. Because oh, yeah. it's it's totally what any parent would do out of desperation to like wake up their kid or to make yep. their kid be okay. Um, except this way I get to keep billing you. You already said that. Well, you didn't laugh the first time. <laughs> I loved that one. Ah, um, except and, we're both we're both laughing in Canadian. Um <laughs> yo, now I'm now I'm a man who likes to strangle his kid. Do you think I could jaw let him have it? Wow! The windpipe is incredibly responsive. Yep, that's the O sixes for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, they're so great. it's just there's something uh, I have to shout out this the robot face waffle iron oh I love that I loved it but it was also incredibly disturbing (laughs) but in the perfect way do you know what I mean yes like it's just I I really do enjoy that balance of like disturbing morbid humor I do enjoy that because I'm an asshole them uh when bart um when bart um awakens and makes his way back to the simpson house um did you replace me with this tinker toy replace is such an ugly word we upgraded i know oh eat my the, shorts and the, the robot eats David the shorts compli- yes and makes a baggie a teddy bear uh and then the joke just keeps going it's classic simpsons writing at its best homer taking off his pants here make me a kitty <laughs> oh can i say i i loved the uh bart spitefully eating the ice cream oh yes oh it's it's such a good bit of character animation oh it was it was so good um okay. I love the mutant peacocks. Yep. I I um, love them. Lisa Lisa the zoo opens an entirely new world for the animals. In the wild they would never experience obesity, hair loss, you know, the American dream. Yeah. Um and then mutant peacocks. This yes. is where stem cell research led us. <laughs> <laughs> um the the wonderful uh 180 when Homer's abandoning Bart. Oh, God. It's so good. The sad part is, there were times I actually had feelings for you. I almost thought I was your father. Yeah. 
What the hell are you talking about? David feels, and your mother will agree when I tell her, that it's best for our family if you're no longer in it. Your mother will agree when I tell her. Oh, and then show note when Bart shows up. You said he was in culinary school. You wanted, you to, wanted believe. to believe the lie. It's so good. Oh, God. Um, the poor robots Bart harvests, though. <coughs> he peed on me. You are a urinal bot. Lavatron. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and then it's an exorcism ending out of nowhere. Oh, but it works and it's great. Yeah. Uh, um, I, uh, I love the gotta get the last line in. Fine, I'll call work and tell him you can't come in. Woohoo! Because <laughs> you know. how many of us haven't wanted to fake an exorcism to get out of work? Let's be honest here. Okay, now to be fair, Homer faked it really well. Yes. If you, if you can get, I'm sorry, if you can get your neck to swing all the way around, you've earned the right to miss a day of work. Um, there are a few people who can, in fact, rotate their neck 180 degrees. Have you seen these people? Yeah, one of them was featured on like a TV show segment. And what he did was he put on a suit backwards and then rotated his head. And just stood so around cool. and they filmed uh, him like because that's all he was doing. Just standing there reading a paper with his head rotated and people were like freaking out, but not obviously like it just the double takes and everything. That is amazing. Yeah. So should we move on to survival of the fattest? Oh, yes, we should. OK, so. <laughs> Survival of the Fattest is classic story. Rich person burns, collects a bunch of people together to hunt them. Yep, the most dangerous game. Um, yep. So I know I'm cheating here, um, but I wrote this before I ever saw Survival of the Fattest because I remember one thing of Survival of the Fattest uh, that has made it into my personal cultural zeitgeist. And it's probably the last thing of The Simpsons that I remember actively making it into my personal uh, cultural zeitgeist, and that is five minutes of running. Shoot me now. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so uh, it's so, it's such a good moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's so good. I've you I've used that line for anything that involves me running. It, it's it's great. Um, um parenthesis, cynical evil, laugh, parenthesis. Yeah, per yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, honey, will still feel death. That was proven by the scientists at Black Angus. Mm, he still thinks that hobo was a bird. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, and it's never mentioned, but it's one of those like details that's just like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Well, I got bad credit, so the joke's on you. Yes. <laughs> Is this a timeshare? Well, I got bad credit because the joke's on you. Uh, the move. Let's see. Um, excuse me, what gives you the legal right to do this? You tell me. You're my lawyer. And 
Well, I guess you proceeds to help him. Well, I guess you are zoned for hunting, and you have previously claimed killing people as part of your religion. I think I could draw something up. There, this should hold up in any courtroom. Excellent. Yeah, but you promised him a five-minute head start, which was never given to the lawyer or given to any of them. Nope. You technically, know, I can, technically I can, though, he said five-minute head start, and then the lawyer started doing that, yeah, so maybe they used so, up their time. So, okay. The, the problem is, I would still give it as a courtesy to the lawyer. Yeah, but he are not his, burns. He used his time... I, like, I'm sorry. I would still give it as a courtesy to the lawyer. Everyone else, yeah, okay, that's fine. But still, the lawyer is basically giving you something they can hold up in almost any courtroom, depending on the ethics of the judge. And, you know, you just, you don't do it. Um, okay. Uh, you got me, but I shall be reincarnated. You can't kill a Hindu. Help ah! me, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, there's a there's a lot of funny stuff in the animation when Burns gets to the most dangerous game stuff. Um, but I don't know what I find more hilarious uh out, out of the following things because Marge finds out where Homer is based entirely off of the TV. So I don't know what I find most hilarious about this. The fact that Homer is out running a Jeep, the fact that Burns is a monumentally bad shot. Or the fact that the hip hop image awards are analyzed. Yep. And then, and then, it's t of course this is televised. Of yep. course it's televised with commentary. Yep, with like, Terry Bradshaw. Put your money on the guy with a gun. Yeah, I, I'm just like, of course this is televised. It, it makes perfect sense. Um, shout out to Mo and the Lotto ticket. Instant jackpot, $10,000. If I can make it out alive, I could. And then he gets impaled by Wiggum. Yeah. Well, previously being impaled, I, it hurts me because I, I I really want that. I really wanted that. Um, but Mo to, to have a win. Yeah. Yes, Mo needs a win. Um, Homer Burns has only chased us for six hours, and you've already resorted to cannibalism. Yeah, plus his bananas in that tree up there. Yeah, they look a little green. I loved that exchange so much. Uh, Carl and Lenny. Oh, Lenny's vision of heaven. Oh, God. It's so sweet. Come on, Lenny. We'll be late for work at the plants. Uh, ah. I don't remember the context. Oh, wait, now I do. Is there room in the head bag? I can make room. Make room. Um, speaking of which, in that exchange, can I just say again how much smarter Homer is in the Algene era? The Barney fakeout plan was genius. I loved yeah. that. And also, I found it hilarious because, again, I'm a morbid asshole. So it's just so good. Yep. Now, I will say um, it was very poorly executed, especially after Homer went, Oh, no! I'm dead! <laughs> <laughs> I boxed him using the body of my best friend. Yeah, I'm just like, you just had to not say anything after they shot you. That's all you had to do. Yep. Um, shout out to Marge and the frying pans. <laughs> Staying out for 18 hours and not calling once. 
I, I, I actually was kind of pissed off at March for that because you knew where he was. You were actively watching the television show that was being broadcast live. You knew exactly where he was and he was not in a real position to call you. Ever. Um, I do want to give a shout out right after that. Yeah. To the commentary on how people feel about violence in their media versus sex in their yeah, media. The, but I'm sure they'll cut to commercial before they go to the tender act of lovemaking. Well, I guess I was wrong. Ooh, that's going to my playbook. Yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah. It was, it's a fun one. It's a fun yeah, one. It is, it's fun. Uh, I love most dangerous game. Uh, shall I bump over to the next one? Yes, and now I'm now my buzz is off. Oh, uh, okay. I, I've grown uh, yeah. a costume to your face. Ooh. Why? Sorry. Why do you hate puns? It's, why do you no, hate no, the pun? no. That wasn't a, that wasn't for the pun. That was for the whole segment. Boo. Okay. Boo. Um, it's a it's a basic segment. It's uh, Boo. everybody's dressed up for Halloween. They hold a Halloween contest. The person who yep. wins is a witch. And rightfully so, since she's not in costume, they say, well, you can't win. And so then she makes everybody their costume. And then it turns out Maggie is a real witch. And they're like, turn us back, turn us back. No, no don't, don't turn, turn us, us back. Uh, and then but Maggie turns them into pacifiers. pacifiers. Which, you know, I got to be honest with you, they should have seen that coming. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel sorry for Nelson in the beginning. Oh, I, I love the raccoon versus Lone Ranger. Yeah. Don't and listen the, to the him, horse. <laughs> it's a toilet frog. <laughs> oh, Don't Nelson. listen to him, Silver. Um, <clears throat> oh, just so basically the witch went up against Hibbert. Oh, yes. because I'm black and, and I'm Dracula. That makes me Blackula. Send him the standard racist remark apology. They're in the middle drawer. It's yep. horrible how well that aged. It it is so topical even today. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. It's, it's it's horrible how well that aged. Yeah. Um also, sucker, twenty-five bucks won't buy you half a balance bar. I exaggerate, but really my prices are very high. Uh and, and I'm not even gonna say how well that aged either. <laughs> Oh no, we don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. Um, also, but, hey, hey, at least in Canada, the grocery stores are currently being investigated because how how are you having record profits? If yeah. The, if you're saying that your your costs are going up, how is how is that happening? And I hope you all get exactly what's coming to you. Come on, clash action lawsuit. Yes, 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 yes. Um, anyway, that's as political as we're going to get right now. So uh, so here's something. And maybe, maybe this is why I really don't like this segment very much, is that narratively there's problems and there's a big problem in, like, say, the animation. And it's one I don't like to see. Uh, so when when Quimby is, like, you know, introducing the witch and they just found out they're going to be rescinding their the award it's an animation error and it's kind of glaring uh hibbert and the guard switch positions on mayor quimby mid-sentence on a lifeless background i don't like it 
I don't know why it happened. I'm hoping it was just a one thing, but it, it feels wrong. And to your point about the witches, aren't both parties technically in the wrong? It's a gift certificate of very low monetary value, which was conveyed, then rescinded. You can't help but feel but feeling a little rejected if you're the witch. At the same time, why would the witch enter a costume contest? Like a costume contest. Unlike and something then like admit say, it's not a costume. Yeah. Unlike something like, say, Homer's Enemy, where the flyer that uh, Homer paid attention to had all the references to a child nuclear power plant competition being removed. That was very clearly laid out. It was a costume competition. So really, the witch had no reason to get mad. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, so, I'm sorry. They did. So this whole thing was just because a witch got pissy that she couldn't get away with a crime. A petty crime at that. Yeah, a very petty crime. It, it doesn't feel so well. It doesn't work so well. What does work is the toilet brush working seamlessly into Nelson's raccoonifying. Thank you. I oh, thought it was brilliant. I love it. I love it. I'm a lone um, ranger. And then I'm telling you, I'm Oberon, King of the Fairies. I you're love that. You're a big that. fat bug, and you're going down. I loved that so much. I cannot describe how much I love that moment. Yeah. Um, um, there was a bit of a cheap shot with uh, Skinner being G.I. Joe. Yeah. What's the problem? Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, time to go to the gorilla hospital. Ratchet, suck up the poison. Um, my spine is not a scratching post. I'm sorry. Um, I love Maggie so much. It's like it's not a strong segment, but I love like that Maggie is. All these people are asking to either be changed back or kept or, the same, yeah. and. They're confusing her, and so her solution is, fine, I'll make you what I want to make you. And I get to stay the witch. And I just... Sorry, it was like the animation of confusion. There was this moment where I was like, poor Maggie. Like, she's too young to have to deal with these kinds of decisions. Poor Maggie. I, But I think it's, again, I have a soft spot for Maggie, just like I have yeah. a soft spot for Ike. Like, I, have, I, I, have a, I have a really soft spot for Maggie, too. Yeah. Um... um I did like her solution, though. That was very Maggie. Yeah. Very disturbing and very Maggie. Yeah. And the other thing I will say, well, I find this segment boring. Uh, Wiggum is Jared. Um, Hugh Hefner as Mo, or sorry, Mo is Hugh Hefner. And Apu D2 are hilarious as hell. Yes. Oh, I want to give a shout out. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but I want a full-fledged short about Flower Ned and the Bee. Okay. I have no idea why I want this. I cannot justify it at all, but I want a full segment about Flower Ned and this bee. <laughs> and then like, why would I want flowers? I am a flower. It's just... Um, <laughs> a bee the, has the, an unhealthy yeah, the, obsession with me. Because everybody <laughs> wants stupid sexy Flanders. It's true. <laughs> Um, okay. 
So the last thing I got to say, the PSA with Dennis Rodman, it works if you're in the right mood. If you're not, it completely tanks the segment. It's it's one of those. Um, it's a 50 50 thing. Yep. I do believe that I, I happen to be on the 50 side where I was like, oh, this makes no sense and comes completely out of nowhere. All right. I'm going to roll with this. And when I watched it, I was the 50% that was like, oh, this makes no sense and completely derails whatever little this thing had. Um, I did like the working off a parking ticket. Yep. That is very, that is very Rodman. Yep. It, it holds up today. <laughs> uh, in closing, what have we got? Uh, okay, so this gets a 7.8 out of 10 for me. Um, the first two segments are really good. They're as strong as she has uh, 15. The last one is where you lose me and lose me quite a bit. Um, the voice actor MVP is Dan Castellaneta. Uh, just because ho- some of Homer's lines, particularly in the first segments. Oh, God. So good. I yeah. I I got I'll just agree. I'm like my thoughts are completely all over the place. Why? Because I'm just here for the ride, everybody. Nathan's driving this ship. Oh, oh great. It's oh great. <laughs> We're getting to Treehouse 17. Yeah, you, yeah, you remember what I said about um this coming in with a blank slate yeah yeah um you're gonna hate I, me for this episode you are gonna hate me for this do you like you like trio 17 or do you the, like one part of trio 17 there There's are two difference. parts there are two parts of trio 17 that i am in love with okay because it plays to this you know the small shred of humanity i have in myself it plays to that so well and one of it is the cold open okay fuck yes crypt keeper i hum that theme song when i'm doing chores i i was like fuck yeah let's do this it's like my reaction to xena i was like i i know this isn't like the best treehouse horror i fully know that but fuck yeah xena so i'm i'm over here going fuck yeah crypt keeper with a fall down the stairs um mowing the torture make sure that the the right nipple spike is too dull um ooh, look at that my blood smart fancy roman numerals and everything like i've just i was there i was like i am here for crypt keeper opening heck yeah heck yeah let's do this so that got me on a high <laughs> right there. And then it's the second segment that played in. And we'll get to that when we get to the really. I hated the second segment. We will. I will explain what it was. Please. Because please do. Yeah, I will explain exactly what it was. I, hate it. I love the third segment. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, I, never I love said, War of the Worlds. I never said I loved the second segment. I said there's this small piece in there that plays to a part of yeah. myself in that second that's, segment. That's fine. That's fine. The, the oh, second yeah. Who doesn't so, love War of the Worlds? But we'll get yeah, to that. But, we'll get uh, to but yeah, yeah. Just just so everybody knows, the second segment of this Treehouse of Horror is, as of now, the worst segment of a Treehouse of Horror I, I've ever seen. I, I can't stand 
the second segment of this. I know. I, that's why I said you're going to hate me. But you're going to hate me. But thank God. Um, we're not there yet. Uh, we, we have something that's a little better, and that is uh, the first segment of this, which I do not have the title for. Married to the Blob. Married um, to the Blob. I want to shout out this title because one of the most ridiculous movies that I love is called Married to the Mob. So I just want to shout out that title. Honestly, the two don't have much to do with each other. Basic plot, space rock falls, there's goo. Homer eats the goo and becomes the blob and, and a cannibal. So yep. pretty ba- like basic plot, basic story. It's a, it is a good play on the blob. I, I'm going to give yep. it that. Um, I want to do a shout out early on to a specific line that Homer says. Okay. If it's so smart, how come it can't stay out of my mouth? Yep. Marge, and then it proceeds I to continually it. try. <laughs> I, if I can if keep, I could keep down, down Ar- Arby's, I can keep down you. Yeah. Um. Also, shout out to Snowball 2. Yeah. It's like, no, not Snowball 2. Um, you won't you won't eat my stuff. You won't eat my stuffed peppers, but you'll eat our son. Nag, nag, nag. It's such a good exchange. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you want to know what? I'm with Homer here. At this point in their marriage, she should know he doesn't like stuffed peppers. But to resort to cannibalism, come on now. I'm still saying I'm with, I'm with Homer here. Um, when he leaves after attempting to eat Bart and failing um, and finds uh, teenagers on a beach uh, getting themselves with barbecue sauce. Uh, wait, today's teens have enough problems without me eating them? <laughs> barbecue sauce fight. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the on flames the are stealing in my juices. I'll save for you. Mmm, <laughs> extra Tell my friends I died kissing a girl. No. no. Um. Shout out to I like big butts and I can, I like big guts and I cannot lie. Yep. That was that was really like the lyrics in that. That was really good. I don't know if Sir Mixalock did that though. I didn't bother no, I to don't, check. I don't. I don't know. I never checked that either. So, so, but we we know who will check that out, Jerry in Kazakhstan. Yep, so. thank you, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Um, the the attack of the fifty foot Lenny. Oh, everybody's paying attention to Homer. I still like you. Thanks, Invisible Carl. I really did enjoy that. Um, Lenny and Carl friends to the end. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I want to shout out is um, well, um. I can't love a 4,000 ton cannibal. What happens to you for better or for worse? Yeah. And then there is so much darkness with the ending. Oh, yeah. Of like, uh, sorry. So the ending is um, they have a homeless shelter and it's actually Homer eating the homeless people. But I want to shout out that ending segment because it plays out so well with the beats especially when the last homeless guy is there his dog like i have a bad feeling about this his dog checks it out dog runs he goes to go and they grab him and shove him in i was like wow this is 
this is like I can see that in in a full movie. I think it might actually be a reference to a movie, but I can't recall. I was like, that is dark. Yep. Like and, we uh, went there. <laughs> and well, it's nice to be indoors. Yeah. You got to end it with a joke. You got to end yeah. it off light. But it's again layers not, to that and the darkness. Dark. Like that is dark. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's dark humor. It is so dark. Uh, all right. So you got to know when to golem it. Okay. Is golem. the second segment. Yeah. Um quick thing. Bart goes into Krusty's prop closet, finds a golem, uses the golem. Lisa gets the golem to speak. Golem is sad. They make golem a wife. Happy ending. There we go. Now, I will give you one guess why I can admit this is not a good segment, but I love it. Uh, I have no idea. Just, just talk. I this. this I'll give you a hint. The nanny. Oh, Fran Drescher. Oh, okay. I fucking love Fran Drescher. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I love her so much. I'm so happy to have her there. I'm just, I know it's not the best. I know it's not the best use of a celebrity voice. I do not care. I love her so much. Um, okay. Uh, but this one just feels so flat in so many ways. Um, for the love of God, I didn't write anything about the Bart and Krusty's props department. I don't have anything for it because it's just so paint by numbers and so bland and boring. I, I would like to shout out a couple of Krusty's lines. Okay. Um, <laughs> They'll be broadcasting in HD. Yeah. Ah, that's right. Look at your hero. Um, and then he describes that he's going to be doing a skit and says, yeah. uh, I'm going to need a shoebox full of blow to get through this dreck. I, I felt like I needed a shoebox full of blow to get through this segment. Yeah. Um, I... You know, uh, Bart... <laughs> There's something I have to tell you, father to son. I passed out on your turtle and killed it. Someday you'll thank me. Huh? That made me that made me laugh and made me laugh hard. <laughs> oh man. Um, there's one other moment that I have to shout out in here. Yeah. Just let him kill you already. And that's then the night I was telling you about. And yeah, that Skitter. was so good. Skitter, I wish we'd been closer. Clean him up, Willie. You'll make better mulch than you did a man. Uh, that dialogue actually feels like it's out of a better Treehouse of Horror because it, it's it's absolutely hilarious. Um, but just in general, the story didn't make me laugh. It wasn't brutal enough to make me revere it as a as a scary tale. It was it was just off all the way through. And whoever's decision it was to have Lisa say the line speak as she wrote on Golem's command. Whoever that was, it was just, it was not good. It was kind of insulting to the intelligence of anyone who should be watching The Simpsons. Keep in mind, kiddies, if you can't read, you shouldn't be watching The Simpsons. Um, There's so many yeah, adult I, things in there. I, ugh. I'm sorry. I pressure. I'm yeah. so like I'm just actually no I don't apologize. No, I'm you, just you I'm shouldn't. here for Fran Drescher. I'm here um, for Fran Drescher the entire way. Yeah. So 
So Fran Drescher as the female golem, which by the way shouldn't have worked because it was clearly made out of Play-Doh, uh, gives us the back to the drawing board line, which just works. Yeah. No, no, no. She's perfect. Yeah. Um, it also works because that's a running joke with Fran Drescher about her yep. voice. And it's yep. like it's it's one of those things you've got Fran Drescher, you gotta check that box. Like it's yep. just it's an expectation. But, but if it just it feels paint by numbers as much as I love stuff like the Latka bar downstairs and Fran Drescher saying they're pan fried just to get Wiggum is a classic. You had me a pan fried. Like, like it works, but oh, it, it's not good. It's not good at all. It, it it's a total buzzkill as a segment. I'm not saying anything against Fran Drescher. It's it's not the strongest use of a of a uh, celebrity no. in in it. But like I said, just like when Lucy Lawless showed up, I'm like, no. I'm sorry, I'm here for it. I don't care. I do not give a shit. Fran yeah, Drescher's but, uh, here. At least Lucy Lawless had funny lines. Yeah, Zena needs again, sex. Yeah, was funny. Oh yeah, I. But that that to me, I'm like. Okay, the writing and the story on this one was weak. There were a oh, lot of possibilities terrible. and it kind of felt they a bit. Didn't, yeah. It felt like we've got to do this. Let's just put something out there. Like, but again, like I said, Fran Drescher, I'm not, I'm just, I love her so much. I'm sorry. She is precious. Nothing can happen to Fran. Okay, anyway. All right. All right, um, all right. The day I, had no, the, I had nothing bad to say about Fran Drescher. I know. I but I I I can't stand that segment. That segment is terrible. Oh, I wanted to ask you a question about that segment before we move on. Okay. Um, what did you feel about the explanation of Jewish humor? Eh, it feels stereotypical. Considering I'm not a Jew, I don't think I'm the right person to answer that. Considering you're not Jewish, you can't say Jew. Yeah. But tacking yeah. on ish on the end for me, but I feel in context huh? I can say it. Yeah, sure. I yeah. got did I tell you I got scolded in grade six when I used that because I had read it in a book, so I assumed I could, and then the teacher was like, You can't shorten it. You have to say Jewish. It's like, oh, Sorry. And then I proceeded to delve into an anxiety spiral for a month. And that's what happens when you tell anxious children they did something wrong. Yep. All right. Moving along to the day the earth looks stupid. I'm going to say better. it much better. If you don't know the day the earth stood still specifically, also the stuff that went around the radio play. You won't get this. You won't get it. Also, there's no point in me summarizing it for you. You yep, kind of you need to look it up on Wikipedia. Read yeah, that. It'll do an it's, better it's, explanation. So basically, this is about 90% War of the Worlds. Yeah. And then 10% what would happen uh, if War of the Worlds turned out not to be a hoax. Yeah. And um, I, I actually love it because it feels like they're not just parroting War of the Worlds. They're parroting the 
the hysteria that happens surrounding the original broadcast. Oh, oh yeah, so, no. I, I say that this segment should be shown for historical accuracy. Yeah, it's... Uh, bar the actual, like, bar Kang and Koda showing up, which seemed tacked on. Like, just them playing this everything straight makes it work so much better than it has any right to. Yeah. It's so good. Um... um I want to shout out a couple lines in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they call this the Great Depression. I like how everything is sepia. First World yeah. War. Why do you keep calling it that? Oh, oh we'll you'll see. see. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and also, I want to give a shout out to their uh, Foley person. When yeah. they they keep it up, keep it up, screw you, and walks out when the, yeah. the direction gets too much. So, um, from Earth's closest neighbor, Flanders? Mars! <laughs> um, shout out to the visual gag of Otto having two old school radios attached to his ears. That will never not be funny to me. Oh, it's brilliant. That was brilliant. Um, and uh, you've got Maurice LaMarche doing Orson Welles. Yeah. Uh, there's there's nothing more you can say about it. It's a perfect impersonation uh, that he uses for a certain other beloved animated character. And, um, you know, he's, he's a front runner just for what he's able to do and how much he puts into it. Um, um, and, and they give him a lot of emotional, like, gravitas yes. to do, especially when the invasion becomes real. Oh, yeah. It's he gets he gets to do quite a bit in that segment, which is it's and this is again, it's working to the strengths of your your guest voice. Yep. Which, by the way, Maurice LaMarche has done voices for the Simpsons before, but this is one of the few times that he's able to actually just say, screw it. I'm going to be Orson Welles. Yeah, it works. It's. He very much is the central piece yes. to this segment. And considering it's the only segment that worked, I think you know who my MVP is. Yeah. I, um, can I want to give a shout out to have a couple a cigarette. lines. Yeah. Is it have a cigarette to calm your nerves? Yeah. Uh, that's then, one of those. Passing out the cigarettes. I just have here, Ed, that you care too much. Yeah. Um, there's also, that's alien talk. It was kill him or kill no one. <laughs> uh, I do actually enjoy the the boy who cried wolf ending. Yes, when the the actual invasion happens, um, I also did not realize uh, the hearts and minds joke was in here. <laughs> I I we've already taken out their hearts and minds. Yeah, I I did not realize that that joke was in there, and I do appreciate it. Um, also, shout out to Weapons of Mass Disintegration. Boy, is that, uh, did that age well. Like yep. that, uh, wow. We had to invade. They had Weapons of Mass Disintegration, did they? Like, it's, I know the King and Kodos feels tacked on, but yeah. it also there's a certain amount of usefulness to it being there. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you that, but I uh, honestly, Kang and Kodos probably could have saved Married to the Blob or the Golem segment. You don't need them here. 
as much as they fit best here, you don't need them here. No, you don't need them here, but what I'm saying is they don't detract. Yeah. It's still a strong segment. Yeah, it, it it's it's a strong segment in a very, very weak treehouse horror. Um, so I'm assuming for this treehouse horror, your MVP is is quite obviously uh Snowball 2. Uh, yeah, sure, Dan Kaslin. <laughs> That's Snowball 2. Yeah, of course. Um, in other news. Gee, Brian, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Win a voice actor MVP that tried to take over the world. <laughs> That's amazing. How long have you been holding on to that one? Uh, actually, you know, when you decided to insult me by going Snowball 2 and trying to make a joke out of it, that one just came out. That's perfect. Uh, um, See, this is why I like working with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, voice actor MVP is Maurice LaMarche. Uh, Trios of Horror. God, this one hurts me. Gets a 6.8 out of 10. Um, and the only reason that rate that rating is so high is the War of the World segment. Watch that. It is, it is watchable. It is funny. And it is as historically accurate as a Treehouse of Horror segment can be without having James Earl Jones reading The Raven. Yeah, it's um, it's a strong segment. Uh, uh, everything else, discard it. You do not need to watch it. It is terrible. It will hurt you. And then from me, the peanut gallery. Yep. Woohoo! Brad Drescher and Bentley! Dark Tales of the Crypt Keeper opening! Woohoo! Boo. Boo Earns. I was saying Boo Earns. <laughs> On that note, we will be continuing our, our review of Treehouse Horror, probably past Halloween, which is fine because I always thought that we should be, you know, we need to go back in time to when celebrations were three months. Yeah. That's what That's what I want us to go back to. That, which is honestly my major problem with the faux fantasy historical stuff is I'm like, why do you want to bring back all the bad stuff? Bring back the good stuff. I want freaking celebrations that last three months, guys. Like, we don't need the misogyny and racism. We also could use... It's a fantasy world. Why don't we have indoor plumbing? Anyway, that's just me. But yeah. I'm like, let's do this. So that's why we're doing it. Because again, I'm the person on the boat going. And poor Nathan's here being like, please don't jump over the boat. Then I have to get you. Please don't jump over the boat. I'm a penguin. I can swim, but I do not, not like swimming in that water. On that note, thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, check us out at www.deathpixie.ca. You get links to all our visual stuff as well. And once again, for like the eighth month, I'm going to say it. Check out Crabsworth's hit song, Reggie's Fall Fashion Show. I know Crabsworth is sick of it, but I'm going to keep pushing it. I want I want him on the billboard charts. That's what I want. How would you do that when we've already said several times that our work is free? 
can still be free on the Billboard charts. Well, <coughs> Billboard charts go off of sales. So, I mean, you know, perpetually zero sales. They can download for free. It's still zero sales. We can do a writing campaign. It'll be fine. Doesn't matter if there's like 20 billion people who download it. It's still zero. We can do a writing campaign. It'll be fine. You do that. Well, not we. I mean, Jerry, because it has to be a fan who does it. That's MVP Jerry. Jerry. Uh, And on that note, do you have anything to say to the people? Please, God, do not watch the last trios for except for the War of the Worlds segment. It will hurt you. It was a I I knew this was coming up. It took me two days. It took me two days (laughs) to watch the last or to watch the first two segments. It took me two days because I just (laughs) it's so bad. It's so bad. And if War of the Worlds wasn't here, it would be so much worse. And on that note, and on that note, I hope you are all able to join us for Treehouse 18, 19, and 20. I can tell you at least one of those treehouses is really freaking good. But which one? You're going to have to you're going to have to join us to find out. Woohoo! Anyway, bye-bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye.